1: to the live line we go. Wendy Patrick joins us. Wendy is Fox News legal analyst. Good to have you on this morning, Wendy.
0: Always a pleasure. Thanks,
1: Joel. Absolutely. So uh, a few kind of high, uh, like above the fold type legal stories in the news. I'm just curious your thoughts. Um, There's this homeless guy. He lives in a cardboard box and he says state law gives him the right to defend his home. What do you think about that?
0: Well, you know, we do have, on the one hand, the castle doctrine, which means that you don't have to retreat if it's your house. You can defend yourself, your loved ones, your property. This man lived in a cardboard box, and the problem is the way that case law has defined a home is a permanent structure with walls and a roof. Mm -hmm. So saying that a box on the side of the road is your home doesn't really meet the legal definition. Now, uh, this man has more problems than that because apparently after the box was kicked, he got out, he chased down... Whoever had kicked it and it landed him in the hospital with some very serious injuries. But the argument really gives rise to the bigger question: Is it is true that we our home is our capital? But you've got to really live somewhere that is more permanent than a box on the side of the road to avail yourself of that.
1: Yeah, is land a part of that either? Um, it seems like you know if you're going to have a home, you know, permanent structure, walls and a ceiling, you got to have some ground to put it on. So it seems like that would be a part of the legal definition too.
0: Well, remember, people live in motorhomes, and they drag those things all around the country. And so that would be an argument that it doesn't necessarily need to always stay in one place, but it certainly needs to fit that definition, of permanent structure with walls and a roof. And remember, look state to state. It is possible that there may be some state that may alter that definition, but New York has not.
1: That's the thing. I mean, permanent, though. I mean, again, not to get all legally like they are in D.C. right now with the impeachment stuff, but, I mean, what is permanent? That's political, not legal. Well, but I mean, that's if you're talking about something permanent and then you throw mobile home, is a mobile home permanent?
0: Yeah, well, the structure has to be permanent. The location, maybe not so much. And, you know, you could argue that there are houses that are totally relocated to different areas for a variety of reasons. They restructure them, they restore homes, maybe there's a a safety risk. Uh, But it's the act of really abiding by the rationale behind the law. The rationale is... You can defend yourself if you're living where you live. You cannot say, I, you know, I claimed this street corner in a box today, and if anybody comes near me, I'm going to be able to use this particular law. Now, self-defense, Joel, is always an option, as is defense of others. But this particular case dealt specifically and narrowly with the castle doctrine that has to do with where you live, not who you are or who you're defending.
1: Okay, I think I got it. I appreciate the explanation. Uh, Next one. Um, This airline, um, she's on a Hong Kong Express bound for Saipan. They may take a pregnancy test before she flew. What's the story on that one?
0: Well, this particular airline had a test that was required if anybody looks like they're pregnant. Boy, how would you like that? How would no, you like the? Wouldn't like that at all. Take the test, and that's exactly what happened to this woman. <laughs> she, turns out she was not pregnant, but she was asked to take the test. Now, the island that she was flying to uh, that's a U.S. territory. That has seen women giving birth there, uh, birth tourism. We've heard a lot about that over the last couple of, uh, maybe even the last year it's in, spe- uh, in specific. But last year, 600 babies were born there. 575 of those 600 were Chinese tourists. Hmm. Now, that's an enormous percentage yeah. uh, because that's where she was flying from. She was subjected to the test. Now, it's a fit-to-fly assessment. But remember, birth tourism is different than fit-to-fly. You could argue that's an argument somebody might make. But the airline on their part really backpedaled and said, we are sorry <laughs> and we're not doing this anymore. So they really kind of fell on their sword and said, we're ending this practice. Yeah, I think that's Very probably anyway.
1: probably a smart move on their part. It seems like that would be yeah. another way to handle yourself. I got to about 90 seconds so I got to get to traffic and weather. One more I got to hear about. Uh, Texas... Uh, Someone had the license plate, Jail 45. Someone complained about it, and uh, they revoked it. What's the story there?
0: That's right. So this is a school teacher that was really, you know, uh, outnumbered in terms of of where he lived. He lived in a conservative district, but here he is with this license plate. He was issued jail 45, obviously referring to President Trump, by the DMV. But after somebody complained, they revoked it. It shines a spotlight on the fact that the DMV has the discretion to reject hundreds of plates that don't meet their requirements. So it's just one of those things. Get pre-approval if necessary, because they have... The right to say, for whatever reason, you know. Like, well, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. They it has to be you no, know, it can't be lewd, it can't be offensive, yeah, etc. Yeah. But they have that discretion, so choose wisely.
1: So free speech stops at the DMV, huh?
0: It depends on what you say. <laughs> right. There are restrictions, restrictions on free speech. That's for
1: sure. There you go, Wendy Patrick. Thank you very much for the update. Great to have you on this morning, Wendy. Of course, Fox News legal analyst here on News Radio six ten WTVN